Well, we were made aware of a story uh, that basically uh, answers the question to what degree will a community try and try very hard to get to the rally in Washington? Took place a week ago today, you may recall, a quarter of a million people, probably more, on the Washington Mall, and a specific group from a specific Jewish community was missing by no fault of their own. We heard about the story, and we invited Rabbi Rafi Lipner to our airwaves. Rabbi Lipner is with us live via telephone. He serves as rabbi, spiritual leader of congregation Shari Tfilah in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And again, he is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Lipner, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. An honor to be on it, my friend, an honor. I appreciate that. And it was great to hear the story of uh, what you you and many others, I, I, honestly, it sounds like the entire community was trying their best to get to Washington. Things did not work out the way you necessarily wanted, but as you've pointed out to many, they certainly worked out well. Could you tell us the story starting from the time that the Toronto Jewish community expressed an interest in heading down to Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah, so it was a pretty wild trip. So let me just be clear. There's lots of people that went through lots of different places. But uh, I was sitting there Thursday afternoon thinking that really, you know, I should go down. More importantly, if we can get other people on mass to go down, because as you, you know, and anyone who did make it there uh, realizes the importance of standing with and together uh, with Israel over there. So Thursday afternoon, I was passing an idea by a couple of friends saying, what if we find a way to get down there and we charter a flight? And they're like, you don't know anything about chartering flights. I'm like, I don't know, but you'll Google a place. You'll find a place to charter. Ended up finding this company that said they can give us a plane for 189 people if we can come up with $140,000, which I don't really have that. We're making a chasana literally in about seven hours for my daughter. I need all that money to be able to worry about that one. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. So, uh, so they said, as long as you tell us by Sunday, so it's midnight on Thursday, send out an email to anyone that I know who wants to go down. You got to be willing to pay X amount and commit now about 10 AM on Friday. Uh, we've got about four people signed up, so it's not looking good. And um, we're just like, push it, push it, push it. Anyhow, we get the air of Shabbos. It's three 30 and we have the plane fully sold out. 189 people. Wait, wait, You have to stop right there first. I know there's a lot more to the story, <laughs> but how amazing is that? Cause obviously if you do the math, people are paying over a thousand dollars each to, to get a seat on that plane. How incredible is it to be on the receiving end of so much enthusiasm and commitment financially to get to Washington and to get this thing done? Yeah, it was unbelievable when you think, you know, everyone's, everyone's saying the line of Am Yisrael Chai, which is amazing, but I keep thinking about a very similar line of Mika Amcha Yisrael. Like, yeah. you just look at the Jewish people on a drop of a dime, people are like, you know what, clear my calendar, here's 1300 bucks. they have to commit to 1300 if we got 100 people in, we'd take it right. with 100 at 1300 If we brought it down to full, we were able to do it for 900 No subsidies, there was no, I mean, we, I helped some people on the side right. who couldn't afford, but it wasn't like we had a donor that said, here you go, and it was, it was amazing, and a 
waiting list. It was, it was, I didn't think it was going to happen. I really thought like, you know, you try, you do your best. Okay. But it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. So anyhow, the last call that I make right before Shabbos, the guy, Jordan, who runs the company, I call him and said, listen, we got a waiting list. What are the chances if I call you back on Saturday night? Cause I'm going offline for 25 hours. You can get me a bigger plane. So he's like, I'll see what I can do. Rabbi. Anyhow, I call him Saturday night. He says, sorry, we couldn't find you a bigger plane, but I have another 189 seater. If you want to take two flights down there. So I'm like, when do I have to tell you by? He says, same thing. As long as you know by Sunday, you're in. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, we're on it. So we started setting it out like crazy. We opened up a second WhatsApp group. I'm in. We called it Octus Air. Octus Air, our second uh, group, and it starts filling up like wildfire. And people are from, like, I'm not answering the phone because, you know, you get on the phone, you're there for five minutes. You're not five minutes. WhatsApp, that's the only way it works. One after another. Anyhow, by the time the dust settles and we have to get the air manifest in that's it we've got over 350 people fully paid up and uh ready to go it was just it was insane two two planes ready two planes ready toronto to dc yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank God after there were a couple of buddies. I had no clue what I was doing. You know, you do an idea and you're like, you have no clue what's involved. So when I put it out there, some guy's like, hey, how are you going to collect the money? I'm like, I don't know. They'll uh, I don't know, write me a check. He's like, you can't do that. So he sets up this bank account. Another guy says, what are you going to do about feeding them? He starts setting up logistics, calls officials, gets dinner over there, finds a way to get into the gate in Toronto behind the gate. So there's breakfast going to be waiting for everybody. Like everything just comes together because the Jewish people just come together. Like, you know, no big, uh, you know, organizational structure, just like get it done. It was awesome until <laughs> until though it's sunday it's sunday we have to get it's monday sorry now we're monday everything's in we've got the information they've got everything less than monday, 24 I go hours before Mar. less than 24 yeah, hours so before Minha Mar, if it's already monday night before. it's monday night this is Mon- Monday night, oh Minchamar Monday night, oh about four thirty up here in Toronto. Oh. So I turn my phone off. I go into Dav and I come out. I have two messages from my buddy saying, "Call us now. It's big trouble." I call them. They're like, "One flight's just been canceled." They said they can't get them both in. I'm like, "You're kidding me!" Like, I, they're like, "No, no." And, and then he's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" I just got no. They're both canceled. Both both flights have just been canceled. And get them in means get them into DC get them into DC. They said they can't land them. I'm like, like sanity, Ben, you're joking. It's like rabbi. We're not joking. Although they're dying of laughter because we have this inner WhatsApp chat that's going on about all the logistics. It's hilarious full time. So they're, we're kidders a little bit. So they're like, no, 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 we're not kidding. It's, it's not happening. So I'm like, that's impossible. Anyhow, we call the guy back. Dallas won't take us in because it's, it's, it's just overcrowded. Now, personally, uh, we've just met for the first time. I'm a bit of an optimistic. I won't call it naive kind of guy. Everyone's like, Oh, it's a, I'm like, listen, you have, hundreds of thousands of Jews coming down to an airport that's not used to everybody taking right. a private jet. Right. There's no place to land the thing. I'm like, right. I get it. It makes sense. Right. So then Jonah says, maybe we can get you into Baltimore though. So, oh no. So then I send an email out to the whole Hebra, all the WhatsApp. Like that was, that was the hardest part. It's not happening. About $270,000, 350 people that are looking at me, not a tra- travel agent guy, just like <laughs> who's this rabbi that's like whatever. And I, it's all on WhatsApp. You got to see, it's like a roller coaster of emails that I send. So I send one saying, listen, I, I think we might have to cancel. Just please don't jump off the list. We just got this message and not we're trying to work around. Please hold with us. Anyhow, what came out, and this you alluded to was amazing. You have 350 Jewish people that are planning going down, spent a lot of money, and they're all excited and they hear the news. People are like, just keep trying, Rabbi. I'm like, seriously, not like, wow. like, you know, that's it. I'm going off the Derek rabbi. Like, you know, like <laughs> it was, it was crazy. What happened with the Baltimore effort? 
So then, so we send it a couple hours later. They say, fine, we can land in Baltimore. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't do well in geography. So I heard Washington versus Baltimore. I'm like, we're going to go to Baltimore. We got to get to Washington. We're looking into buses, whatever. There's yeah. nothing. Somebody says, why don't you just take the train? Yeah. So I didn't know that the, I think it's called the Mark versus right. the Metro from Washington to Baltimore. It's the same, same distance. I'm like, it's the same thing. So we're back on. Everyone's, we're back on. So I have a collective Zoom with everyone on the Zoom at 930 at night. This is less than 12 hours before we're going because nobody even knows where the gate is. Nothing. I said, we spoke to Baltimore can take us. We're back on. Everyone's like, we're back on. The Zoom gets on there. I'm telling everyone this is all a Yadashem and it's all like whatever. And it's amazing. And the trip is, and everyone's feeling it. And then two seconds after we get off that Zoom, I get the message. No, we can't do Baltimore either. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. I'm like, everyone's going to bed right now. Their bags are packed. They're like getting ready to get up at five o'clock to meet at the airport and have a rush Hodish minion behind the, you know, behind customs. Right. They're like, no, 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 it's, it's totally not happening. Oh, yeah. So I send out this massive message. You got to see these emails. Like, you know, like at first I was like, this is a really hard message to write. Then the next one, when we were back on, I'm like, this is the best email to write. Then I wrote another one that I'm like, okay, this is really the worst email to write. Like, it's over. I'm so sorry. Whatever. And everyone's like, wow, I can't believe you guys tried so hard. So I'm thinking like, try so hard. Like all you can do is try. So it's like midnight. And uh, I'm like, that can't be the end of the story. Like Hashem just doesn't say like, that's it too bad so sad so i'm like i know we've got over 350 jews that have booked off their schedule for the day i know we've got two hundred seventy thousand dollars uh in our bank account that can do something so i say listen we're already around how about we sit there find a place i called the jcc it's a good friend of mine the ceo of it and i say any chance we can use the theater over there is it clear for one to three we'll have like a, a viewing of the rally and we'll right. bring people out there and we have food that's ordered right. and uh and and, we, and 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 hopefully some people will come out there and he's like no problem we got it and then i'm like wait okay like maybe five people are going to show up to this thing like it's going to be the most never end of whatever and then i'm like wait if everyone is here not all of them will come but they've got family that wasn't going to go down there and then they, we've got a lot of displaced families from israel that are here also so i know the person who heads that up sent them a message saying why don't you invite them to come to the viewing rally the staff of uj have been working so hard for the community wait, wait, is, wait a second rally. wait a second i don't want people to miss that in other words there are people in toronto now who are displaced from their homes in israel so they're spending time with you guys yeah, yeah. We had wow. it the other week. We had a, a couple over that the husbands, they're here for the year. Right. And the husband went back. He's got a tough shmona. And uh, so there's wow. a lot of those families. We have a lot of connections to Israel. Wow. So I'm like, let's just bring people out and we'll have a, like a viewing party. We'll have, we have the right. food anyhow that we ordered for breakfast. Right. Bring it over. Anyhow, the next, and I say, and with the money, I say, you know what? How about we pivot from air actus to ambulance actus? I mean, if we were going to spend $270,000, go down for three hours to hear politicians, Annie Shairibo and Omar Adam for sure, <laughs> right? And we're going to go down there, support Israel and be there for three hours and spend $270,000 for one day. There's got to be something we can do for Israel. So I'm like, what if we pivot from air ambulance, from air actus to ambulance actus? And anyone who wants to redirect their funds, not everyone, obviously it's a lot of money. So we right. you know it wasn't like, it was what we're doing. Got it. Anyhow, everyone's like, I'm in, I'm in, you know what, here's another $3,600. It was just, it was crazy. And by the time the dust settled the next morning, we show up at one o'clock and between one to three o'clock, there must've been over 600 people that came out. And when Omar Adam was singing, like, you know, Hatifa, everyone standing up, waving their flags, singing, it was like electric. Families were out there. Kids were out there. It was the, I don't know if it was the largest screening. It was probably the only screening of the rally. <laughs> well, got the other one of three people to watch it. And you have this moment of pride when it's like, this is our community. 
community. Other people came out there. Everyone felt so connected. You know, in the middle of all the speeches, you got to sit and take a, a Danish as opposed to just stand for three hours. Everyone was like happy about that. In the middle of when the pastor got up to say his prayer for the the, the captives, they said, listen, Khefa, we got our own prayer. So we silenced it. And uh, I got up there and we all recited the tefillah for, for the for the shvuyim and for wow. the chayalim in our own language and our own way. And when the dust settled, we've got an we've got a we've got an ambulance, maybe even two by the time it finishes. They were gonna send Israel for the you know, for decades they're gonna the save money lives, the money the money that them. was supposed to pay for the chartered flights now went yeah. to pay for at least one ambulance. And we know how important yeah. and we know how important that is to Israel and possibly yeah. two ambulances. Yeah. So it, you know, and then all the talk came out of like, oh, flights were canceled. But I'm like, you know what? Hashem has a plan. Like, you know, you just have to, you know, if we learned anything from this thing, you just got to keep trying. If Shem closes the door, it's not, it's not over. It's just like, okay, I need, I need you for something else. Rabbi, but here at Toronto yeah. had this huge celebration. It was just, it was awesome. Rabbi Rafi, I'm sorry. I just want to tell the audience, Rabbi Rafi Lipner is with us. Rabbi of Shari Tfila in Toronto. This story is pretty remarkable. A couple of questions, couple of questions. I have to assume, especially knowing your community, that the participation in both Air Achtus and in the rally that ended up taking place at the theater at the JCC likely included Jews of all backgrounds. Would that be would that be a good assumption? Uh, so it's, it's a it's a great assumption. Which I mean, I started work. I have another role in the community for the UJ up here, an amazing UJA. It's called Senior Fellow of Strategic Jewish Enrichment, and you know the key is that you know everyone's got their little communities which are important, but like. You know, if we've learned anything, we've learned a lot of things. Like one thing is like, there's only one community, you know, and you got to find a way to bring everyone together. And sometimes when we have our labels or our shuls or which thing we're a part of or not, you sort of, you know, bifurcate people a little bit more. Yep. And this is just the time where every, everyone, you know, uh. we had something, they put on a great uh, thing a little while ago, our, our UJ with uh, the table, this, the, the Shabbos table right. and invited a bunch of people out there. We had like Hasidim with Strymlach sitting next to people who like didn't even know what Shalom Aleichem was that we were singing yeah. it's just like the bringing them all together and seeing that moment oh my gosh the video of them all singing Hatikva together like it was just it was wild and what's so crazy is and I, I know in a leadership position like yours you appreciate this what's so crazy is that it, it, people go out of their way to do what you describe which is you know to keep these barriers up and and the moment the barrier is is removed people r- realize just how uh, beneficial it is to the community to have that togetherness, to have that respect for each other, etc. Nobody's nobody's endorsing anyone's behavior uh, when it comes to uh, what they do or don't, you know, ritually. But just to, to understand, and boy, if this doesn't, de- you know, if these times don't describe it, to understand that we really are all brothers and sisters is uh, is so vital at this time. So. Anyway, just waxing philosophic about that. The second thing is, I would assume that you had to field a number of uh, theories from people involved, because I know our community very well, a number of theories that maybe this was something, all these cancellations and keeping you guys, you know, uh, hanging the way certain people did, uh, that all of this may have been some type of conspiratorial act against the Jewish community. How did you respond when people brought up that possibility? Yeah, so it's interesting. We had something a couple of weeks prior to everything that went, uh, you know, went wrong in the world. Uh, in our shul, we had we had a tire slashing uh, on on I think it was like the first day of Rosh Hashanah or the second that in our in our car park and the in the parking lot, like all the tires were slashed. 
Um, so two things for Matt. First of all, the amount of calls I got afterwards saying, will you make a statement? I'm sure this whatever. We actually had video footage. We knew who the person was. The police department we worked with, we caught them two days later. But they're all these sort of, I don't know what it's called, gaslighters. Like, right. make, it, like make a statement, just whatever. I'm like, yeah. dude, we're not going there. Like, it's not what it was. And not only that, that's actually interesting. From that thing where we had all the tires slashed. So we had, we're not a very rich show. We're a very powerful, strong, active, active show. But they're young family. families working hard. Uh, so from that, we created a campaign because nobody, the show said, let's pay for it. We created a, t- a campaign. We called it the retirement campaign. And we ended up, because of this, this, uh, this Chinese throw, we ended up raising like tens of thousands of dollars to change the few tires that were covered by insurance. So we won. Like, we won again. So, you know, I'm like, hey, no, we're not putting out the story. I'm not making a statement. And you know what? We'll find a way to turn this into something amazing. Finally. So, like, oh, like, there were, there were, hmm? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You were saying. Yeah, no, no, no. There were definitely, there were people calling saying, hey, you know what, like, we really want to make a statement. I'm like, no statement. You know what, the bus thing, of course, like, that sounds like that was, like, you know, right. serious. There's no guesswork there. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was stated in that case. Here, it really exactly. could be. I mean, it's a good chance this was really a logistical nightmare. That, you know, it's very possible. Well, we had, there's, you know, Yummy helped us out and said, here, call some people. Maybe we can find another hangar to go into. So we right. called Eric Rose. Is that his name from Eric Sala? Right. He's like, listen, unless you got the air marshal, no one's coming in. Like, there's right. just, it's just overpacked. Okay. No, I get it. Believe me, I get it. And also, in conclusion, Rabbi Lipner, um, you know, usually one makes an effort and God just pushes you through. You like, you know, you you open up the door and, and, you know, nachsho and you jump into something. And and I'm sure you had that feeling with this whole thing. You you jumped in, you opened up the possibility, and all of a sudden, you know, you're supervising two two plane loads heading down to Washington. Uh, But obviously, God did not want that to happen. He wanted something else to happen. What was that something else? Yeah, I think it was all those pieces. He wants to bring the Toronto Jewish community together here to show that, like, you know, everyone should be, be, a, be a part of this. He wanted to show that you have to think if you really care about Israel, you know, what can you do that's really going to make a difference? And I think he wanted us to say, you know what, just keep trying. You know, it's never going to be easy. But if you just keep trying and you don't give up in the middle. And I think that's the biggest thing that people took away from this, that, like, you know, yeah. like, you know, it, it's the process. You just got to keep putting it. Yeah. You put in the effort. Hashem controls what happens in the end and then it doesn't always work out it's funny we got one message and i know you, you threw that line that rabbis always do in conclusion you know right. so i know we gotta end up but it's funny <laughs> we got calls from somebody saying hey i'm trying to get a flight from like florida do you know how i can get to florida i'm like not a travel agent but i'm like i'm sure rabbi goldberg's bringing people from florida so again, I, like, you know, it's just amazing what happens when you jump in and the shem says great let me just uh you know drive this plane for you and we'll land it where it needs to land. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, I I've been to some nice congregations up there in Toronto, but but never yours. I'm now adding that to my list the next time I'm north uh, of the border, and I look forward to meeting wait. you. Uh, really, I'm just a, a, an amazing job, incredible effort. Uh, we love community leadership the way you're leading. And uh, what can I say? Uh, you didn't make it to Washington, but you certainly made it to the exact level uh, that God wanted you to be at. Uh, and in this oh, in this case, I think it's uh, th- tens of thousands of miles uh, above the ground because you guys were flying high with an incredible effort and an unbelievable fundraiser. When I think about the fact that in the end, uh, the ambulance is the end result. It, it's just the whole thing is remarkable. Rabbi Lipner, best regards to everybody in Toronto, and thanks for sharing all this with us. Will do. Thanks so much for having us, and uh, hopefully we'll meet in Israel soon. Bezrat Hashem. Rabbi Rafi Lipner, everybody. Congregation Shari Tefillah in Toronto. An amazing story. You were wondering where all the Torontonians were at the rally.
Now we know exactly where they were. And we also know about the effort that they made. Kalakavod, to say the least. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to a, a Tuesday morning edition of JM and the 